We hope you're blessed and encouraged by the following study from Calvary Chapel, El Monte. It's our simple prayer that you would grow stronger and deeper in an intimate and personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Should you have any questions, please feel free to contact us here at Calvary Chapel, El Monte. You know, this is to say they could, you know, teach you every day. That'd be pretty cool, huh? Or, or maybe learning uh, to study the elements of electricity from not just somebody who's good at it, but how about somebody who invented it, like, say, Thomas Edison or something. I mean, you know, if you learn from the, the, the ones who are the best or the ones who maybe invented it, man, you're, you're going to learn well. And, and that's what we have, you guys, as Christians. You know, you are, you are able, we are free to learn about life from the giver of life. Isn't that cool? I mean, when you think of who you are, I don't know if you guys know who you are, you're disciples. Did you guys know that as Christians, you are called to be disciples of Christ? And a disciple is just a learner. They're just a student, you know? And so for us, what we're doing is we're learning this life. And what I want to share with you tonight, we're, we're learning life from God himself, uh, our teacher. I don't know if you guys know who your teacher is. I don't know if you ever think about it. You're like, my teacher is, is, is Manny and we're in big trouble, you know, because of that or whatever. You know, are you like uh, Adrian Rogers or it might be others, Tony Evans, uh, some of these guys real good, Pastor Chuck. You know, praise God for these guys. But, you know, ultimately we're learning from the Holy Spirit. Did you guys know that? Our teacher is the Holy Spirit. Now, one of the things I regret about life, and I don't know if anybody here can relate to this, is that, man, when I went to school, I didn't pay attention. Did any of you guys do that? You know, you go to school, even if you barely, you know, you make it there. I used to ditch. I wouldn't go. How dumb. You know, now that I'm old, I'm thinking, man, I would give anything to go back to whatever, junior high school, learning fifth grade history, whatever, man, learning all those things. You know, I was, I just blew it. I had the opportunity to learn, but I, I just never paid attention. And, and now that we're older now and we're wiser now, my prayer is that you would know that your teacher is the Holy Spirit. And uh, it's not just him teaching you when you're reading your Bible or sitting in a study. That's true. That's part of it. But he is trying to teach us all the time, all the time. But we have to really be paying attention. We have to be like we're going to read here in Revelation 1. Look what it says in, in verse 10. It says, uh, John's writing, he says, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice as of a, a trumpet. If you go down to verse 12, it says, Then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me. You know, uh, have you guys uh, heard God lately? Have you heard God? Have you seen God lately? You're like, man, and now you're getting weird. You know what? We have a relationship with God, man. We can see Him, not you know physically, but we can see Him with the eyes of our heart. We can hear Him, again, not audibly necessarily, but we can hear the voice of God. John here was given some amazing things, man. He was just, you know, given truth. He was guided into all truth. He was shown things to come. He was taught so then He could teach us 
But it all started, look again there in verse 10. Notice where he was. Where was he? Verse 10, I was where? In the Spirit. So my question for you tonight is, are you in the Spirit? You're like, well, what's that, Manny? What's being in the Spirit? Well, let's just say this. Do you know where it is? Or do you know what it's like to be in the flesh? Anybody, anybody here know what I'm talking about? You know, you're restless, you get mad, you get angry, you get frustrated. You are weak, weak when you're in the flesh. But when you're in the spirit, it's so cool. Life is completely different. Here was John in the spirit on the Lord's day, and he heard and he saw. And my prayer, you guys, as we learn about the Holy Spirit, that we would be able to be taught by the spirit because we're in the Spirit, you know, and I pray that you would know you could be and you should be taught by Him. And so let me just share with you a few things tonight. And my prayer is that God would really speak to us regarding this because it's so important to know that we are disciples of Christ and that we are students of the Holy Spirit because then I think in one sense we're going to pay a lot more attention. Um, so let's first of all establish this fact, uh, beginning in Matthew 23, and we're going to look at a whole bunch of different passages tonight, and if you don't have a Bible, you can raise your hand or maybe even go to the back over there and they'll give you a Bible to follow along, but I, I want you to know first of all that Jesus is your teacher, because that's what the Bible says, in Matthew 23 verse 8, it says, but you do not be called rabbi for one is your teacher, the Christ, and you are all brethren. And so you're not supposed to call, you know, Manny teacher, or that guy teacher, you know. And I'm not saying, you know, not in a, in, a, in a, you know, small sense. What I really, I think what Christ really wants you to know is that office, that office of teacher, it belongs to Jesus, right? But the, and the problem is, Jesus isn't here physically. He's not here physically, He's not here like he was the first time. And it's for that reason, if you go over to John 14, in verse 26, John 14, verse 26, it says, But the Helper, Jesus says, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you. He will teach you. You know? And so Christ has the office, but Christ descended to heaven. The Father and the Son, they sent the Spirit. And now it's important for us to know that He is our teacher. The, to, to teach this word right here in the Greek language, it means to hold discourse. A discourse is written or verbal communication with others. It's to instruct or impart knowledge, to instill doctrine, to explain, which means to make something clear or to expound, and that means to give us more details. And so that's what the Holy Spirit is doing for us. We need to really embrace Him as our teacher, and we need to embrace the teaching ministry of the Holy Spirit. You know, even if you're here today and you're like blessed with, you know, human teachers, you're like, you know what, I really like the way she writes and certain books about this person or whatever, you know, and, and that can actually get in the way when you make the human being your teacher. I think it's important for us as Christians to embrace the theology that teaches that the Holy Spirit is our teacher. 
so much so that in one sense we don't really technically um, have to have human teachers. I don't know if you guys knew that or not, but there's a passage in 1 John 2.27. It says, but the anointing which you have received from him, he's speaking of Christians, abides in you and you do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true and it's not a lie, just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. And so it sounds kind of strange. We need to put it all together because I think at the end we're going to be blessed when we understand that we are disciples, learners, being taught by the Holy Spirit. And in one sense, we don't need human teachers. We read the same thing in certain scriptures let me explain, however, what this uh, really means. Uh, make sure I don't confuse you guys. It, it doesn't necessarily mean that we can't learn from others who are teachers, those teachers who are taught by the Holy Spirit. Because if you think about it, if John had thought that, he never would have written the letter that he intends to teach people with. You see, the man who is most fully taught of God is the very one who will be most ready to listen to what God has taught others. It doesn't either mean that when we are taught by the Spirit that we are independent of the written Word of God, for the Word is the very place to which the Holy Spirit, who is the author of the Word, leads His people and instructs them. But here it is. But while we may learn much from men, we, at the end of the day, are not dependent upon them because we have a divine teacher who is the Holy Spirit. Okay, so I, I just think it's important to know um, that we, the Bible teaches, have an inner teacher. We have the Holy Spirit. Now, nine times out of ten, he's going to use a human being to teach us. Um, Ninety-nine times out of a hundred, he's going to use his Bible to teach us. But at the end of the day, it's important for us to know that He is our teacher. And of course, we know the early church had many teachers. We read in Acts chapter 13, in verse 1, the beginning, it says that there were teachers in Antioch, certain prophets. And it goes on to mention five different teachers that were just giving them the word. That's why they were such a healthy church. But here's the thing it's fascinating for me to discover that God's people can be you. You can be intimately and personally taught. If I can even use this word, tutored, tutored. He will come, no charge. He'll sit by your side and he'll teach you the word of God. He'll teach you the giver of life about life. I mean, he'll teach you things. It's fascinating for me to know that the Spirit can teach us even to where we could go beyond our human teachers. The Bible says in Psalm 119, verse 99, it says, I have more understanding than all my teachers. Notice, I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. So here's a guy who goes home, he doesn't turn on the television, really. I mean, maybe once in a while, you know, he'll watch a Leave it to Beaver or something, you know, but... I mean, here's the guy who doesn't really waste a lot of time. I mean, man, we can waste time like crazy. Here's the guy who goes home and he opens up his Bible. He gets on his knees and he says, Holy Spirit, teach me. And I tell you what, when that guy has that heart that that's hungry, he will excel beyond his teachers. See, 
And that's what I'm trying to share with you guys tonight. You know, you may think, well, you're not that smart. Join the club. You may think, well, I haven't been a Christian that long. It doesn't matter, man. I'm telling you this. There is a teacher who's always ready to teach you. But you got to make sure that you're, you're hungry. You got to make sure that you're in the Spirit. Are you in the Spirit? Or are you living a life of sin? How can you expect God to speak to you if you're living in, with consistent, insistent, persistent, resistant sin? It's not going to happen. What you're doing is you're stopping your ears from hearing the voice of God. You're closing your eyes from seeing God himself. God wants to speak to you. God wants to just show himself to you. And so we cannot grieve the Holy Spirit through disobedience. Ephesians 4 verse 30 says, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. And then over in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, it says, Do not quench the Holy Spirit. That's through doubt. Do you believe this? Do you believe that you have God living inside of you? Do you believe that when you go home and you open up your Bible and you get your cup of coffee, whatever it is, when you go and you spend time with God, do you believe that you have Him there as your teacher? Do you believe that? As you go throughout your day and you're facing different situations and the Lord is saying, I'm trying to teach you, my son, through these trials through these testings, through these temptations? Are you listening to the, the voice of the Holy Spirit who's trying to teach you about life? Or are you one of those people, and I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this or not, but I've heard it uh, said, not that I have necessarily gone down this road, but have you guys ever heard about those teenagers who are know-it-alls? They know everything. I mean, they just know everything. So there you are as a parent, you're trying to teach them. You slap them upside the head and they won't listen. And they're just, just foolish. Why won't they learn? Because they know it all. Why won't you learn? Because you know it all. Because you got it all figured out. Because there's absolutely no way that you could be wrong. You know what? When you got that heart that says there's no way I could be wrong, you will never be taught by the Holy Spirit. You're like one of those teenagers who knows everything. See, and he wants to teach us as we get down and we open up our word, as we are listening to Bible studies, as we are living life. The best time to teach your children, according to Deuteronomy chapter 6 and chapter 11, is not in a little circle Bible study. The best time to teach your children is as they go through life. And you look for all those little teaching opportunities. That's why the Holy Spirit He's your teacher, and he can teach you through all these things. And man, you can excel beyond all of your human teachers. You know, maybe you're here today and you're like, Manny, I would like to know the Bible, but I don't know Greek. I don't know Koine Greek. Or maybe you're here today, I'd love to learn the Old Testament, Manny, but I don't know Hebrew. You know, and I'm not saying there's, nothing, there's anything wrong with knowing the original language. I think that would be a benefit. But you want to know what's most important is that you know the Holy Spirit. You know God. You don't have to know Greek or Hebrew or, you know, 1611 King James language. If you want to know and be taught by God, you got to know the Holy Spirit. You got to know the Word, right? You know, one of the promises that I cling to as a parent is Isaiah chapter 54, verse 13. It says, And all your children shall be taught by the Lord. 
You know, that's what I want. Sometimes I think, the Lord, I would love for them just to hear me teach. Now, sit down, son. I'm going to give you a Bible study right now, right? And the, Lord, and the Lord just reminds me, Manny, I would much rather teach them myself. Be quiet. You know, he teaches us through life. You know, sometimes we go through it and I blow my kids. The other day, the Lord told me something that was so difficult. He said, you know, I want you to apologize to your son. I said, what? I'm the dad. He's the kid. And the Lord said, no, you tell him you're sorry. And you tell him you'll never do that again. Talk about a teaching moment. He's teaching us. We got to listen. I want you guys to know that the Holy Spirit teaches us and I want you guys to know that the Holy Spirit teaches us all things. Look what it says here in John 14 in verse 26. It says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you some things. And no, I'm just joking. He, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance the things that I said to you. I mean, it's kind of cool, just in case you're wondering. I mean, we're talking about the best teacher. He will teach you all things. Later, if you go to John 16, look at verse 12. It says, I still have many things to, to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you, notice, into all truth. For he will not teach on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come so he teaches us all things he will guide us into all truth we saw the same thing in first john 2 20 it says but you have an anointing from the holy one and you know all things and then we see in first john 2 27 it says the anointing which you have received from him abides in you and you do not need that anyone teach you but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things Lord, but what about this situation that I'm in? Lord, what about this struggle that I'm having? I don't know. I, I, I don't think you've ever taught me on this. You don't think God has ever tried to teach you on that? Oh, yes. And if you're in the middle of that, you know, whatever shenanigan, whatever that problem is, I mean, I, I know one thing he's tried to teach you, and I, and I know another thing that if you haven't listened, he's trying to teach you. And you got to listen. you got to open up your heart. He will try to teach you all things. By the Holy Spirit, we have access to all things. All things that Jesus told his disciples. All things to guide us into all truth. The Holy Spirit hides nothing from us. He's going to teach us everything we need to know. You know, one of the neat passages, we read it here in John 16. He teaches us future things. Notice again there in verse 12, I still have many things to say to you. You cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. Notice, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. In other words, the Father and the Son, they give the word to the Spirit, he gives it to us. And he will tell you, notice this is interesting, things to come. Now talking about wanting to, to know all things, that's a pretty fascinating one. Did you know that God tells us the future? I mean, that's pretty cool when, when you really think about it. He teaches us future things. The all things concerns future things. I don't know if you guys knew this or not, um, but yesterday, I don't know if you knew, it was uh, uh, Back to the Future Day. Did anybody know that? 
Anybody go down to Pointy Hills Mall and sell? Yeah, Bob, you were there? That's cool. That is really cool. I heard they were sold out. I tried to get in there. They wouldn't let me, so I just kicked back at Krispy Kreme. But, you know, <laughs> I'm just joking. I didn't. But it was Back to the Future Day because, I don't know, uh, maybe you don't know, but it's fascinating to me. Back to the Future 2, it made like a lot of predictions about 2015. When was that movie made? Like 19... You guys don't know. Okay. It was a long time ago, right? And anyways, um, one of the things that's interesting to me is that it predicted that the Cubs would win the World Series this year. And so when the Cubs made the playoffs, everybody's like, whoa, that movie, ooh, you know, Twilight Zone, Right. (laughs) <laughs> but to me, it was rather ironic that the, the very day they said the Cubs won the World Series, they were eliminated. What does that tell you about what man knows about the future? It was almost like God was throwing a joke on us, man. You guys think you know the future? Let me tell you how much you know the future. Nothing, right? We don't know anything without the Lord, right? God's not like that. Our Father, He knows the future without flaw. And by the Holy Spirit, He tells us things to come. He'll prepare you. He knows what's going on that day. I mean, uh, the Lord knows the future. It's interesting. There's a couple of gifts by the Holy Spirit. One is the gift of uh, prophecy. The other is the is a word of wisdom. And it, to me, it's kind of neat how the Holy Spirit will, you know, give gifts to people and prophesy over them. Of course, we know prophecy is not just to foretell, it's also to foretell, but it can foretell. Someone, at least I would say at least five times, people have come up to me and prophesied over my life, telling me the future. The Holy Spirit can do that, right? It's amazing how the Lord will show you, you know what, that person's going to do that, get ready. Or, you know, this is going to happen. And it's amazing. Not that you're, you know, a psychic or anything. But the Holy Spirit teaches us and reveals the future to us as He sees fit. How many of you here could use a few warnings every once in a while? I know I could. But you got to be in the Spirit. Stop living a life of disobedience and grieving the Holy Spirit. You won't experience this. Stop doubting God. He can do this. He wants to do this. You know, He teaches us future things. He also teaches us deep things. Go over to 2 Corinthians. I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And notice what we read here in verse 9. It says, But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. So the things that we've never seen, the things that we've never heard, the things have never even really entered into the heart of man, we would never know them unless the Holy Spirit taught us the deep things of God. You know, and, and without the, that, the deep things, you're not going to go deep. Your roots won't go deep. You're going to fall away. Without the deep things of God, you'll never experience the glorious heights of God. It's amazing how it works. 
Without the deep things of God, we will remain immature, carnal, superficial Christians. You know, and you might think, well, I like it that way, Manny. I like to get, you know, mad all the time. Or I like to get drunk every once in a while. I like to get high. I like to have sex before marriage. I like to have a little fun, whatever it might be. You know what? And you think you're having fun? It's like, uh, you know, it's like God wants to give you filet mignon. And you're, you're eating hot dogs and you're thinking, this is good stuff. I mean, you're killing yourself. I don't even know what are in hot dogs, but I know they're not good. And God is saying, I want to bless you. I want to give you the deep things. Um, the Bible does describe it as the meat of the word. You know, we don't just give you milk. I mean, eventually the day comes where you got those teeth and, man, you can chew on some meat. How many of you here like meat? Well, maybe you're here and you're a vegan or vegetarian. That's okay. But for the most part, we like meat, huh? We do. I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I like tri-tip. I really do. The other day, my wife was at the wi- uh, pastor's wife's conference, and I wanted so bad to have dinner with my children. I wanted that so bad. But you know what? Pray for them, okay? Because, <laughs> you know, like I'll come home, and i say, okay, let's have dinner together. And then, you know, one of them will say, oh, sorry, Dad, I had a late lunch, and I'm not hungry. The other one will say, oh, I got to do homework or whatever. You know, and I'm like, you know, uh, so what I did that morning before I came into the office, I said, let me, let me tell you something. If you guys will save your appetite for the end of the evening until I come home, I'm going to bring you tri-tip tonight. And you want to know what happened? They saved their appetite, man, because they wanted some meat. They love it. Now I know what to use on them, man. My daughter, for a long time, she would never eat spaghetti. And, and I didn't know why. I thought it was weird because I love Italian food. I mean, I think I like all food, but especially Italian food. And I finally figured out. We finally figured it out. She didn't like it because when we made spaghetti, we wouldn't put meat in it. And so now she'll eat it if we put meat in it. And, and, and I was thinking that's kind of like how we should be. I don't want to just the superficial stuff. I don't want to just scan the surface. Lord, by your Holy Spirit, I believe in you. I don't want to doubt you. I won't live in sin any longer. I hate sin. I, won't, I don't want to disobey. I don't want to grieve you, Holy Spirit, because I want the deep things of God. I want the meat. I want to be strong. And it's the Holy Spirit who will teach us the deep things of God, Right? I mean, Job 11, in verse 7, he asks the question, can you search out the deep things of God? Can you find out the limits of the Almighty? And the answer, of course, is no, we can't. But by the Holy Spirit, we can. And that's why in Job 12, verse 22, it says, he uncovers deep things out of darkness. You know, when I think of the deep things, I think of uh, the ocean, our ocean, it covers uh, 70% of our earth. And I don't know if you guys know this or not, but 95% of that ocean has gone unexplored. So, man, the overwhelming amount of our ocean, you know, and that ocean, it goes, it goes really deep. And what I understand, we're talking about, you know, over 36,000 feet deep, dark, mysterious, a glorious because God made it, but it's unexplored. Let me ask you a question. How much of the Bible have you really explored? 
How much of it have you studied? How much of it have you meditated upon? How much of it do you know? Do we really know the deep things of God? What kind of experience are we living with the Holy Spirit? You know, it's fascinating. I don't know about you, but man, for me, I'm like, Lord, help me to go deep. I don't want to remain in any way a superficial Christian or carnal. Lord, the Holy Spirit, you say, is willing to teach me all things. We're talking about future things. That's amazing to me. We're talking about deep things. Really, we're talking about the entire Bible from Genesis to Revelation, because 2 Timothy 3, it says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. And so, you know, I just think it's cool to know the Holy Spirit teaches us. He teaches us all things. And the Holy Spirit glorifies Christ in his teaching. Go back to John 16, and I just want to touch on this point real quick and then move on to our next point. But in John 16, in verse 14, it says, He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. You know, he will glorify me. He, he will take what is mine, Jesus said, and, and share it to you. You know, I, I want you guys to know that as we study and as we, you know, even study the Holy Spirit, that it's not to glorify really the Holy Spirit. It's to glorify Jesus. Because that's what the Holy Spirit will do. He glorifies Jesus. What about Jesus? Everything about him. Everything, but especially his cross. His cross. He died for us. He bled for us. He justifies us. He saved us. We're here today and we're talking about students, but the only way we could be students is, is to be saved. Do you know who you are in Christ? You're free. You're forgiven. I know sometimes we don't feel that way, but if you place your faith in Jesus Christ, then you are saved. You are on your way to heaven. You're on this road, and it's a tough road sometimes. It's a narrow road sometimes. And sometimes, you know, we're like, Lord, I don't know if I like this because it's so narrow. And God says, well, it's the one that leads to heaven, so make sure you stay there. But what if you're here today and you're not a Christian? What if you're here today and you don't really know the Lord? You know, I, I don't know for sure if everyone here is a Christian. Well, you're like, well, Manny, I go to church. It doesn't make you a Christian. Manny, I said the prayer. Manny, I went forward. You know, Manny, I read, you know, my Bible. Hey, I read the whole Bible, the whole Bible, before I was ever saved. What if you die today? You know, I was watching the news the other day, and uh, not to scare anybody, but man, I don't know if you guys heard about it, there were these two young adults, and they were just kicking back in their car, and some, uh, I guess it was an older man, he, I guess, lost control, and he sped off the off-ramp, and he flew, and he just, man, he just shaved them off the top. Didn't you guys see that? Young adults, they died. They never thought they were going to die. Well, Manny, you're trying to scare me? I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just trying to tell you that you might die today. You just never know. We don't have tomorrow guaranteed. Not only that, but why would you want to live your life a natural person, a mere human? Wouldn't you want the love of God and the life that he provides? 
My prayer is that if you're here and you don't know the Lord or you're here and you're not sure, make sure today it's not a religion. It's not. And you can't earn your way to heaven. A lot of people think, well, if I'm a good person, I'm sure he'll let me in. Well, I would probably say that you're a hundred times better than me. Fine. But you will never be good enough to go to heaven on your own righteousness. You need Jesus. That's why the Holy Spirit glorifies Jesus. Because he is the way, the truth, and the life. And he said in John 14, 6, no one comes to the Father except through him. You've got to place your faith in Jesus. And when you do, you will be given the gift of salvation. You see? This is the job of the Holy Spirit. I mean, he's our teacher. He teaches us all things. He teaches us, you know, the future things. He teaches us the deep things. He glorifies Christ when he teaches. And as our teacher, the Holy Spirit interprets his own revelation. Look over real quick at 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Notice it says in verse 14, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. You know, I remember I was telling you I read the whole Bible before I was a Christian, but I didn't really understand it. I mean, maybe it was like a history book or some type of lesson of that sort, but it didn't really penetrate the heart. It didn't change me. I continued to live my sexual sin and all the other things that I was engaged in. Nothing could stop because I didn't have the power. I didn't have life in me. That's one of the ways you can know you're not a Christian because you keep sinning. Right? I'm not saying that when we become Christians, we become perfect, but we have a consistency. There's a, there's a fruit that we bear. But as we're reading the Bible and as we're listening to studies, I used to go to church too. I went to church. I didn't understand anything I was saying because I wasn't saved. But when you get saved by the Spirit, we understand the things that are of the Spirit. And that, what ends up happening in one sense, let me ask you guys, who wrote this book? The Holy Spirit is the one. He was the agency of inspiration, right? So the Holy Spirit wrote it. Now he lives inside of you. And so who can help you best understand it? The Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense to me. I would love to. I like uh, C.S. Lewis. He's one of my favorite authors. But sometimes the guy's too smart, man. And he uses these big, long words. And I, wouldn't it be cool, like, reading one of his books? Even, like, to be honest with you, the Chronicles of Narnia. I remember reading that to my children. Loved the book, but I didn't understand all the symbolism. And I would, like, I would be so cool to tell me, can you tell me everything? You know, how it all... What it all means, he would. The Holy Spirit does that for us, right? I mean, when we understand, even reading, uh, do you want to listen to his songs? Sometimes I listen to an old song that I heard, you know, and I'm like, man, what did the guy mean by that? Well, one way to understand would be to talk to him, right? <laughs> and so the Holy Spirit is willing to reveal Scripture to us. Why? Because he's the one that actually wrote it. And so to me it makes sense. One last thing is over in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and that is this. The Holy Spirit anoints and enables human teachers 
as well. And so we read here, look at what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 2. And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. You see, when Paul went to Corinth, he said, you know what, I could get fancy and I could maybe share some eloquent words and, you know, use a lot of maybe some philosophical illustrations. But I'm just going to just share something with you, that, that God loves you, that Jesus died for you on the cross, that our sins have separated us from him, but Jesus shed his blood, he was crucified. And if you want to go to heaven, you've got to make a choice to follow Jesus. Just be willing to turn from your sins and trust in Him. I did that August 20th, 1989, and God came into my life. God saved me. God changed me. And maybe you're here today and you need to do that as well. Man, today is the day of salvation. I mean, here the Lord worked through Paul, and the Lord does enable human teachers. Uh, for example, 1 Thessalonians 1.5, Paul said, Our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and in much assurance. And so the word came by the power of the Holy Spirit, right? And so we need not only the Holy Spirit to reveal the truth to chosen apostles and prophets in the first place, that's what he did when he wrote the Bible, and the Holy Spirit in the second place to interpret to us as individuals the truth that he has thus revealed, that's his interpreting it, but in the third place, we also need the Holy Spirit to enable us as teachers to effectually and um, powerfully communicate that truth to others, which he himself has interpreted to us. Bottom line is, we need our teacher, our tutor, that personal person of God. We need him every step of the way. And if you're taught by him, just like if you're taught art by Rembrandt or Picasso or Van Gogh, or you're taught you know, electricity by Thomas Edison, you're taught how to hit home runs by Babe Ruth. You know, when you're taught about life by the giver of life, when you're taught this book by the author of the book, when you're taught you know, Christianity by Christ, let me tell you something, you guys, we will excel. God will do something amazing in our life if we listen to this one who wants to teach us his word. You know, the Holy Spirit, he usually uses men and women to teach us. Let me just share with you three problems we have in the church. One is when we get teaching something other than the Bible. Okay, if you go to a church and they don't teach you the Bible, run, run. First tell them, hey, you guys are off, and then run, okay? <laughs> Secondly, when you try to attempt to understand the Bible apart from the Holy Spirit, you know, when you go and you open up your Bible, and, hey, Lord, what's up, man? You know, I mean, he probably, he's probably not going to talk to you. You know, you got to go and you got to humble yourself and you have to search your heart, confess your sins, get your heart right, and then listen, right? And then, and then thirdly, attempting to teach the Bible apart from the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you teachers right here, you better pray like you never prayed before. You better make sure you're praying 
if you attempt to teach God's word. Because we can't teach it. We can't understand it. We can't go anywhere without the Holy Spirit. Okay? And so let's close uh, tonight in a time of communion. And my prayer, you guys, is that we would be sensitive to him. You know, the other day I was talking to a guy, and we were in Bible college class, and one of the students said, Hey, Manny, uh, you know, you're talking about, you know, like an experience. With, with it sounds kind of like you're talking about an experience or he even used the word feeling like like kind of like you need to feel it and i was telling him no you know not necessarily sometimes we feel it how many of you guys you know what i'm talking about when sometimes you feel it you know what i'm talking about okay only a few of you here maybe like let's see maria's saved raymond saved every once in a while you feel it um, but I'll say more along the lines, you definitely experience it, but you sense it. You sense it when you know it's the Lord. See, and that's what we're searching for. That's what we're hungering for. That's what God wants to do. He doesn't want to come in some dry, you know, event, social activity club. No, you got to meet with God. And so some of you here today, you need to get saved. My prayer is that you would give your life to Christ. Some of you here, you need to get right with God. You need to rededicate your life, renew that commitment to the Lord. Um, and for a lot of us here today, as we're going through the difficulties, we're, we're going through the challenges, the trials of life. And the Holy Spirit teaches us through those difficulties. I always tell people, truth and trials over time, when we respond in the proper fashion, will make us stronger. And so what do we need to do? We need to get our eyes on the Lord. We hope you were encouraged by this study. If you have any questions, please call us at Calvary Chapel El Monte at air code 626-454-3414. Remember that Jesus loves you.